getting high On our own supply, we getting high On our own supply, hey, giving you the game All facts, no lies, Hello and welcome to High on Our Own Supply, a podcast sponsored by Confident Cannabis. I'm your host, Brad Bogus. This episode is a bonus episode from our COVID-19 special on retailers and delivery companies and how they're handling the supply chain during the crisis. If you're looking for the full episode with all three guests, go back to our show page and pick the one that isn't listed as a bonus episode. We had such great interviews with all three guests that we wanted to release them as their own unedited content. This first bonus episode features Kiana Anvirapur of Sweetflower, a retail store offering delivery services across Los Angeles. Sweetflower has three locations, Melrose, Downtown LA, and Studio City, with a fourth location soon to come in Westwood. On a mission to disrupt the industry at large as a female-led brand transforming the world of cannabis, Sweetflower is now the largest independently-owned cannabis dispensary in Southern California. Here's what Kiana had to say about their business right now. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kiana. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Absolutely. Um, so I know this is a constant question, I'm sure, during these times, but uh, I'm curious, what is Sweet Flower's life like during COVID? So, you know, as you know, dispensaries are deemed an essential business. So we remain open. Um, of course, you know, when it all sort of started, uh, we really had to implement a lot of new safety precautions. And, you know, our customers and our employees are of, at the, of the utmost importance. Um, and, you know, while we remain open, we quickly uh, increased our delivery fleet, made sure that there was enough uh, clean cleaning products. We, we limited coming in only five uh, customers at a time requiring masks. Um, you know, I think in cannabis in general, uh, coming and discovering and smelling, it's all part of the experience. Yeah. So for us, you know, things are a little different. People, we thankfully we have delivery, and I can touch on that a little bit later um, in, in detail. But you know, every one of our dispensaries has a delivery license, and we've increased our radius to serve all of Greater Los Angeles. Um, so that that discovery experience that's happening that happened pre-COVID, um, you know, people are still coming in while they're you know we're we're making sure that everybody's safe. But the virtual uh, questions that come via social. Um, via email, you know, people are constantly asking us, you know, how do I cope? How, how, how do I, I've got two kids in the house, you know, I, my needs are different right now. I want to, I want to feel better. I want to feel calm. Um, so these are the questions that are constantly being asked, especially as a marketer, we've been really quick to, um, uh, you know, give our customers an opportunity to uh, experience cannabis virtually. So are those uh, questions that are coming to you virtually, are they the same as the questions that were previously coming across the counter or are you, are you noticing different inquiries coming through? You know, I think say, Sweet Flower has always and will be uh, a wellness destination. Uh, customers come to us and, you know, you know, pre-recreation, it, you know, it's, it was called medical marijuana for a reason. Right. You know, I, they come for needs, whether it's sleep, 
pain, relief, calm, will you name it? Uh, people come to us for those for those questions. Now they're asking those questions virtually. Of course, they do still ask, you know, how do I, you know, I, I want, I like a sativa. I want to have energy. I want an indica. I want to, you know, relax at night. Um, they're still wanting to have fun and to, you know, wind down, of course. But I think need-based cannabis use, um, especially for that can of curious customer uh, that is new to cannabis, um, it, it's definitely increased. Um, and, you know, the buying habits have changed uh, a bit as well. Um, and then, sure. of course, you know, they're, they're delivering it straight to their home. Yeah. Yeah. When you said that you've restricted the uh, amount of people in the store to five at a time, how different is that from what the store would normally have looked like prior to COVID? And Kiana, I'm sorry, is there any way that you could maybe silence that? Um, yes, if, of course. I don't yeah. know why that's happening. I apologize. <laughs> it's it's uh, all right. Um, so, you know, pre, pre-COVID, there's a lot of discovery. We, of course, Los Angeles, is it, it's, it, there's a lot of tourists that come by. They want to experience cannabis if their state is not um, a, a, a legal state. So, you know, there is a lot of discovery that comes, comes into the store. Um, and, you know, it's very popular. They, we have a beautiful tree in the middle of, the, of, of all of our stores uh, that is, is a destination place. And there's, uh, you know, an opportunity for people to smell the flower. A lot of that is, of course, changed. We've, we've removed all live product. Um, you know, we limit people coming into the store. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, we also are requiring masks and, and all our employees are, are, are abiding by all the standards. But overall, the sentiment is, you know, everybody's in a great mood. They're excited to get out of their house. Um, some people know what they want um, and they're, you know, they're coming back for uh, as, as a, as a, as a, consistent customer and those people that are discovering, you know, uh, you know, maybe there's six feet of space, but they're still learning and understanding what's right for them. Um, it's a little different, of course. Um, there's, you know, there on 420 specifically, we had a lot of virtual deals and a lot of, uh, um, we wanted to give people, people were really looking forward to 420 actually this year. It was really interesting to see. Um, and we really wanted to make it a moment for people to kind of forget for a second that there's COVID going on. And we had a line, but of course, everybody was waiting six feet apart. Um, but everybody was fine to do that and very happy. And so, so far, I mean, we've been, you know, we've, we've had nothing but, um, you know, calm, friendly, you know, a, a great experience in the store. And of course, virtually as well. Um, tell me a little bit about the operational difficulties of having to address this new environment. I mean, you, you, you mentioned having to, you know, kind of redo your entire protocol. Um, I imagine that had to happen within, you know, days or less. In, I mean, hours, hours, hours. Yeah. yeah it was, uh, how yeah. did you address that within those hours? And did you have any problems sourcing supplies to be able to properly address that? Yeah, no, absolutely. So luckily we had delivery already implemented. Um, and, you know, what we did, I mean, the initial, what happened, of course, in San Francisco was that cannabis uh, dispensaries were not deemed, deemed essential. So the, the concern was when LA became, came into lockdown uh, or into shelter, rather, um, that there was some panic buying. People were sort of coming into the store, freaking out, wondering if they were going to be able to access our store again. 
So communication that evening, especially was, you know, very, I mean, I thought our team did an incredible job of um, acting quickly to communicate virtually, socially, let people know that, you know, we were in fact open um, and we increased our delivery fleet. We increased our, we changed our hours. We uh, increased our radius. Um, you know, everything was about being, you know, very nimble. We have a, a, a small, amazing team being nimble. Communication was key for both our customers and our employees, uh, making sure that, you know, there was an open dialogue, uh, feeling that they felt safe. Um, and, and of course there was a, after we've, you know, instilled all these, um, protocols, making sure that they continue because, um, yes, at the beginning, everybody was fearful and, and, and there was a lot of protocols put in place, but it's what's, what matters is that they stay consistent every day that you're abiding by those rules. Yeah. And, you know, knock on wood, we've never had, uh, we've, we've not had anything happen to the stores. Um, I, I'm really thankful for our amazing retail team, our employees, um, you know, they're on the front lines and, you know, they've done an incredible job. And we've, of course, been working on communicating those things and increasing our radius and, you know, going to places like the South Bay that we wouldn't otherwise go. So um, it's, it's been, it's been, you know, just being quick and communication is key. That's great. That's great. Um, what would you say have been the most interesting trends that you've seen over the last three to four weeks? So back to kind of the notion of the wellness side of things, uh, we've seen a, a real spike, of course, in edible consumption. And then based on the need-based uh, model that I just discussed, uh, sleep is the biggest issue amongst people right now. They're really having a hard time sleeping. Isn't that so, interesting? It's like almost like none of us can get enough sleep. I mean, I know I personally, um, you know, before COVID was sleeping maybe, you know, six, seven hours a night. Uh, now, you know, eight to nine hours still doesn't feel fully satiating. It's it's very bizarre how, how taxing just existing right now in this time in place kind of is. Oh, absolutely. It's, um, it's remarkable. I, I mean, people are just exhausted. They're stressed out. Their minds are just consumed with news and noise and what have you. So they come to us for a lot of this. Uh, but sleep specifically, we've seen a spike in sales in one particular, uh, well, edibles specifically, but also CBN, which is a strain uh, or a cannabinoid that helps and promotes sleep. So uh, Kiva is actually a brand that does very well for us. It's one of our top edibles. And that's been a, a very interesting trend to see. I mean, I've always been a fan. I personally have sleep problems. But, uh, you know, we do have a ton of folks coming to us, especially that new to cannabis customer. You know, they don't want to medicate with alcohol. They're really wanting to abide by this California sober lifestyle and they need something else and something different. And so they turn to us. And I think CBN specifically has been a real uh, a real life saving experience for some of these people that are getting actually the, that eight hours of sleep because a lot of folks are getting three to four hours of sleep. That's what right. we've, we've seen. Well, I mean, I think also there's probably a contributing factor to the fact that we are all, you know, if we are working, we're all working remotely and staring at blue screens a lot more than we used to. Uh, that blue light, you know, drains the cannabinoids in our brain and uh, makes us feel strung out and, you know, wiry and probably, you know, contributes to inter interference with sleep. So I can imagine that CBN product is really, uh, really, you know, important right now. It is. It is. And I think just kind of, you know, we all have vices. And I think that people are finding more and more that cannabis is a, is a product that they can use to help them throughout the day. It doesn't, you don't, you don't have to just use it to get high. You, right. you know, we have questions of, I want a high CBD product. I'm with my kids. I'm working from home. I don't want to get high. I just want to feel calm. So yeah. we, we have a lot of products that have been recommended in that vein as well. 
Have you seen a spike in beverage consumption specifically, can- cannabis beverages? In yes, yes. Funny you should say, we actually are uh, starting an initiative from Memorial Day weekend and beyond uh, called Drink Differently. Um, it's 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 actually one of my passions right now because we've seen such a, a change in, in consumption that you can have a can of cocktail. You don't have to have a hangover. And also dosing and, and microdosing with, you know, with, we were so lucky that, you know, recreation has come around for new consumers. So you can still feel like you're in control and you had a couple glasses of wine, um, but you know, it, you're consuming cannabis. So yes, we've seen, yeah. a, uh, there's a lot of amazing beverages like can Colexo, uh, um, Artet, um, you know, cannabis quencher. There's, there's, there's a lot of brands coming out on the market, something for everyone and, and great because you can, you know, meter your use and make a beautiful cocktail. This was a struggling category before COVID-19 kicked in. What, what do you think uh, is ascribed to this particular time and place that makes cannabis beverages all of a sudden uh, desirable? Well, you know, I think even pre-COVID and even in November, there was a lot of, you know, mis- there were a lot of misconceptions about vaping and the vape crisis. In fact, we did mm-hmm. a whole series in January about uh, clean vaping and trusting your vapor. And there are products out there in the market that are, you know, not going to, the, the news that you see is, of course, with illegal, you know, illegal dispensaries in the market. And, you know, a lot of things that that's not what a licensed dispensary put, puts forth. But, you know, uh, it, I think that the beverages in particular, especially with COVID and all the, um, you know, the concerns with your, your, your lungs and your throat and your body, uh, you know, I think that people are, and liver even, they're looking yeah. to, to change from alcohol to a beverage. Um, you know, it's, I think also drinking is, is, is almost like a ritual, right? So sure. if you want to change your ritual, um, <laughs> it's something a little bit more healthy, um, you know, cannabis uh, beverages are a great choice. And then, of course, they want to protect their lungs and they still want to feel what the way they want to feel with cannabis, but maybe in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a good theory. Um, it makes perfect sense, too, especially during this time. I mean, you know, the desire to drink in a time of crisis is is always high, but it's not necessarily that people want to be consuming alcohol on the daily, particularly when we're stuck at home for, uh, you know, an unknown period of time. You know, we're just looking at how many days we're going to keep drinking to get through it. It doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. How is the supply chain acting differently or responding to our new paradigm in, in terms of like the partners that you put on the shelf and, and making sure that you have a steady supply of that product, a diversity of that product? Are you noticing anything different happening on that side of the business? You know, I've been incredibly pr- impressed with the brands. Um, I think they've learned to adapt um, have, you know, great protocol and standards and procedures. I think, you know, there's been, there's, there, it's been pretty consistent. I mean, I think the only thing that's maybe changed is a slower turnaround, you know, something that was delivered within two to three days, maybe it's now four to five days, but still that's not, you know, I think initially there was obviously the panic buying happening. Um, and we were concerned that there might be a supply chain issue, but once the dispensaries were deemed essential businesses, um, the flow sort of changed um and there was consistent deliveries coming in um albeit there are you know there are some better seller products that um you know we have to continue to order at a faster rate like you know the edibles for instance so you know they're still on shelves they're not out of stock they're just you know they take maybe four to five days to reorder as opposed to two to three days so yeah so far so good um i'm I'm very impressed with our brands and how we've all worked together and come together in this time yeah that's great to hear it's great to hear um what, what do you think have been your biggest challenges during this crisis to overcome? 
You know, I think the first few weeks were really crazy. I mean, the rules and laws were changing in real time. You know, you have to be fast, nimble, constant flow of communication, like I mentioned. Um, And then, of course, you know, being there for your employees and making sure that they feel safe. Um, I've never been in that position where, you know, you have to make sure that they're coming in every day and you have to do everything in your power to make them feel safe. Um, So I think that was it was it was I wouldn't say. Necessarily, it was gratifying and challenging at the same time, and I think that we were very nimble and quick to to do what we needed to do to make everybody feel safe um, and continue to resume business as usual uh, in a little bit of a different way. Um, but yeah, that I think would say would be a little bit, um, you know, a, a, it was the setup part process. But I think yeah. now we're we're in 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 you know, and everything's sort of back to normal. And how are you making sure that your employees are feeling safe? Is this a like a constant check-in, a survey? Are you um, are you having individualized conversations with each of the employees? What what is a what's the best way you found to 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 get a good honest feedback from them? Constant communication. Um, we you know we work very closely with them. Um, you know we have daily reports. We have open dialogue. I mean we've we've enhanced cleaning protocols, issued gloves and masks. I mean I think once all of that happened, I felt that I feel like that they were safe and as also that there weren't so many people coming into the store. Um, so the contact was, was reduced. In fact, you know we were one of the first to adopt curbside pickup uh, in in the in LA. Uh, yeah. So I think that also helped with them feeling them feeling safe. But I think you know in any business, it's having constant communication. Um, you know, having your employees feel safe enough to speak to you about anything that's of concern. So I think that's been really key. Great, great. Um, yeah, it seems like a culture of transparency and open communication is going to be key regardless of whether there's an actual physical crisis happening. It just so happens that it gives you that added ability to really check in with them and know what's going on whenever a crisis does occur. Absolutely. In fact, I think it's made us a lot stronger as a team. You know, we've really, I mean, we, you know, we did everything. In, in fact, even in March, we did a small stipend for uh, an emergency stipend for the employ- employees and the team members, just really thanking them for, you know, what they do every day. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well done. <laughs> Um, what do you think, I know it's kind of hard to predict, of course, but, uh, I'm just interested in, in, if you think that any of the things that are currently happening, uh, as a result of us addressing the COVID crisis are going to linger in terms of process operations, marketing, messaging, whatever it might be moving forward. But what do you think life will be like post COVID for cannabis companies? Well, you know, so cannabis before was very much about experiential marketing. Um, I think that's changed a bit. It's a, it's, down to virtual marketing um, and virtual education. Uh, I think the old adage was a lot of we would have bud tender, bud tender education days. The, the 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 brands would come in and you know train. Um, I think we we will of course get back to that at some point. But I think the long lasting effect will be uh, just the on demand delivery prominent being the more prominent model. For, for cannabis, you know, we can, they, we've learned that we can virtually educate customers through social media and digital education. Uh, they don't necessarily need to come in. Uh, they get the information they need and they can just at the you know tip of their finger, they click and purchase and they have it straight at their house under, you know, under 90 minutes. I think that, you know, like they order Amazon packages, they're going to order cannabis that way continually. And so we've seen a massive spike. We ended up having to, of course, increase our delivery fleet. Um, and we've just seen a, a major shift uh, into delivery, and I think it's here to stay. 
Yeah, I'm really interested in this idea of seeking information virtually because, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a different cannabis consumer in that I'm, I'm very educated in cannabis science. I've, I've, um, tasted so many different types of cannabis flower from so many different regions that I know of to a very finite degree what I'm looking for, but it's usually very different than what a bud tender has to say or suggest for me. Um, I'm looking for very specific flavor smell profiles. I want to see test results. Um, and you know, some things like sativa indica or genetics don't necessarily mean as much to me, um, because I know really what, what works for my brain. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking maybe that if done well, this virtual communication for discovery of product could actually be a more efficient way, uh, for a customer like myself to get what I need in terms of information than even being in the store in front of a bud tender where I'm restricted to generally speaking, the, uh, opinions of that one person or the knowledge base of that one person. Um, how are you handling virtual communication? Is it, is it, um, that, you know, the entire team is sharing the load and if there's a question, that somebody has that's very specific that somebody else with that expertise can easily jump in? Or are you still kind of uh, paired with just one very hopefully highly educated bud tender to answer questions you might have? I think we all as a company are very educated um, in what we bring in. We have a very curated selection of products. Um, our buyer uh, is incredible. She's been in the industry for you know over nine years. Um, you know, we actually joke that, you know, the nose knows. So that, that whole, that whole, uh, nose knows mentality is, is hard to replicate. You know, when you go into a store, you smell it, your body's sort of drawn to the, to the flower. Uh, right. that's hard to replicate. And, you know, especially as somebody like you, that's such a connoisseur. Um, but I feel like that new customer specifically, that right. can of curious customer, which we've seen more and more of that they're going from can of curious to being more daily consumers now, you know, they're not doing it over the weekend anymore. They're doing it every day to combat, you know, whatever they're feeling. And, and they're knowing that they're noticing that cannabis is helping them. Those are the people that we've really been able to uh, help. And I think, you know, we have not only our, our I, I, um, I, if there, if something is very complicated, I obviously speak to our buyer about it. Uh, we have our expert florists, we call our butt tender florists. Uh, wow. and, yeah, and we, we, we consult with them, of course. But I think, you know, as a company, we want to make sure that we give the right information and choice, um, not just something that we like, but what we recommend based on effect, what how people want to feel. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually applaud the the moving away from the use of the term bud tender. Um, I, I can't tell you the last time I was in a bar and had somebody sit next to me and tell the bartender, I have cancer and deal with nausea. What drink would you suggest for me to fix that problem? But that's what we have in so many different cannabis uh, retail stores. And, you know, uh, I, I'm interested that you're that you're moving away from that. Yeah, I mean, we everything we've done, you know, I think that Sufal really has a different approach. Um, if you come into any of our stores, hopefully at some point you'll see, um, it, it's, you know, it's transparent, it's quality, it's inclusion. Um, it, we call our, we all, we call our bud tenders florists, uh, because they really are florists. Um, they're, you know, and people are coming to us for, for help from in medicine or just whatever need based, uh, you know, issue they're having. Um, and then, you know, we've got, um, it's, it's female led, uh, it's, there's, we're actually the largest independently owned cannabis dispensary group in Southern California. Not many people know that, but uh, we, you know, we, it's a very, it's sort of like taking the retail experience uh, in traditional cannabis and, um, and, and, and adopting, you know, different ways of doing things. 
Certainly. Yeah, no, it sounds awesome. I, uh, I can't wait to actually be able to get an opportunity to walk into one of the stores soon. Great. We'd love to have you. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I'm here in San Francisco, so oh, I'll yes, have to make a trip down to LA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, do not come yet. Uh, whenever, yeah, I won't. Whenever it's, uh, whenever it's allowed, we welcome you. I, I will definitely be there when the next time I'm in LA. I'll have yeah. Zoe Wilder take me over, of course. Sounds great. Sounds great. So that's it for this bonus episode. Make sure and check out the other two bonus episodes related to the COVID-19 special on retailers and delivery companies. Every single one of those conversations was particularly interesting. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned because we are going to also be releasing a COVID-19 special focusing specifically on producers, and that will be coming shortly. Thank you. High on Our Own Supply is hosted and produced by Brad Bogus. It is sponsored by Confident Cannabis. You can check out Confident Cannabis at wholesale.confidentcannabis.com. Our theme song is written by Tone Oliver. Check out Tone Oliver at toneoliver.com or on any of your music streaming apps like Spotify. Make sure and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you next time. Everybody worried about the ROI, just a little FYI, better improve them KPIs, can't forget about compliance, yes, it's a sign, yes, time to get it started, turn it up, sit back, side, we're getting high, on our own supply, we're getting high, on our own supply, we're getting high, on our own supply, ay, giving you the game, all facts, no lies, yeah, yeah.